This is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 81, a look at ANSYS Fluent Meshing and User Interface Improvements at 2021 R1, and a review of ANSYS-related news and events. Welcome to February. I'm Eric Miller, one of the owners at PADT and your host for these podcasts. February has arrived and we're seeing more light at the end of the pandemic tunnel. We hope that it is true for you as well. At the same time, we're still seeing the devastating impact of this virus on people we know and work with. Uh, I learned today that one of our consulting projects we were going to start is on hold because the small company who asked for our help lost two of their staff to COVID-19. We have other customers who are struggling from a business standpoint as well because their industry is hit hard. Some are not obvious at first. Um, they may be three or four steps down the supply chain and things are just now catching up to them. So please do reach out to PADT if we can help in any way. Maybe it's just helping you get a new laptop up and running with ANSYS or uh, helping out with some a- other aspect of your business. Maybe you need some uh, some engineering work done and you don't want to hire anybody right now because of uncertainty. You know, Definitely talk to us and see how we can help you do that. Uh, same with 3D printing and all the other stuff we do here at PADT. Um, before we get to our discussion with Sina about Fluent, I want to do a plug for a new ANSYS resource and uh, give a confession. ANSYS Inc. recently opened up a user form on the internet. It's aptly named, it's very complicated, forum.ansys.com. My confusion, uh, confession actually is that uh, when it was announced, I kind of blew it off. Having been a longtime supporter and user of the Xansys user forum that's been around for, I think, 20 years, maybe maybe 15. Uh, it's been around a long time. Um, I, I know how hard it is to set up and manage a forum. Policing posts is a lot of work. Uh, keeping the content and the questions good is a lot of work. But over time, if you put the effort into it, you can get a good group of people that use it as a really powerful resource. Um, and although I was hopeful ANSYS would do that, um, you never know. It, it started as the ANSYS Student Forum, which has been around for a while, and they opened it up to everybody. Um, and I, I was afraid that it would stay kind of a student student forum. But um, you know, the problem with the student forums, it's, it's, it's 90%. I don't know how to do this. My here's my homework. Will you do my homework for me? Um, or or asking questions in a difficult way. Um, I was completely wrong. Um, I got on the other day. Um, actually found it doing a Google search and found the answer to my question on the forum. Um, and I can say that Ansys has done a really good job. The forum is full of well asked questions and great answers, both from users and Ansys staff members. Everybody's participating, uh, students as well. Um, this is down and dirty technical stuff. This is not fluff. This is really useful information. And 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 links to things like training and and uh, announcements and it's it's really a true forum a true community. So head on over again. It's forum at ansys uh, forum dot ansys um, You don't need to log in to read it, but if you do want to contribute or ask a question, you do need to get to create a login. So go ahead and get logged in and join the conversation. And if you have questions, uh, definitely try the search. It's really a good search. Um, and uh, what you're looking for may have already been asked, which is the whole point of a forum. And it's also a great opportunity for you to get involved with the community and give back by answering other people's questions, because you may have already answered that yourself. So check it out. Um, strongly recommend it. So let's get on to our interview and discussion here. Um, I'm joined today by Dr. Sina Goetz uh, to talk about Fluid, which is what he usually joins us for. Uh, We'll focus on meshing and user interface for this discussion. I'll talk a little bit more in the recording uh, why we did that and uh, what we'll do in the future, but um, let's take a listen. 
Welcome. Uh, we're here today with Cena Goats to talk about ANSYS Fluent. Um, there's a lot new in ANSYS Fluent 2021 R1. So before we started recording, uh, we decided for, for this podcast, we're just going to stick to changes in the user interface and meshing. And then we'll come back and get some of the other physics stuff. Uh, there's so much cool stuff in there uh, later. So that's what we're going to talk about today. How are you doing, Cena? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. It's good to have you. For those yeah. that haven't uh, heard you on the podcast before, why don't you introduce yourself and let us know what your role is at PADT? Sure. I'm Sienna Goat. I'm a, a senior CFD application engineer here at PADT. Uh, obviously, we cover all sort of uh, CFD tools uh, from CFX to Fluent to, to Icepack. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm with PADT uh, more than three years now. I'm a long, long time uh, ANSYS user, obviously. <laughs> yep, yep. And our, our go-to guy for, for things complicated on the CFD side. Um, sure. I can't tell you how many times we have conversations where it goes, well, why don't you ask Sina? <laughs> <laughs> so, to, um, sure. Meshing is our, our uh, traditionally is our second most popular topic on the podcast. Oh, uh, okay. top, topological optimization is our most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, people care about uh, meshing a lot. We'll, we'll talk about yeah. that third time today. Yeah. First thing I want to talk about is um, Ansys introduced a new product called CFD Pro, which is which is a, a version of Fluent, if I get it right. Why don't you explain what CFD Pro is and where it fits into the product line? Yeah. And uh, so it's basically a new uh, CFD bundle. So it, it, before, um, if you look at the whole range of, of uh, CFD, Ansys CFD tools, uh, and basically uh, for different uh, needs and requests from different uh, people, uh, different roles, uh, from a designer all the way to an analyst. Uh, ANSYS had different uh, products to, to basically uh, satisfy your needs. Uh, for designers, we had Discovery Live uh, for those type of uh, simulations that need to get the answer uh, immediately, uh, right away, basically on the fly. Uh, for proof of concepts, those are those type of simulations uh, that accuracy is not necessarily the most important thing initially. And then we had the discovery aim and kind of the middle of range for doing the the hybrid combination of a task that an analyst or, or a designer might uh, have. And then we have the flagship uh, CFD tools, uh, CF, CFX and Fluent for mm -hmm. high fidelity complex uh, physics. Uh, now in 2021, uh, it, it has changed a little bit. Uh, so there, uh, uh, there's no more uh, discovery aim. Basically, you have uh, we have uh, very uh, advanced or improved uh, discovery live uh, capabilities and features. I highly recommend to take a look at uh, the new uh, discovery discovery live capabilities uh, that that uh, has been released. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, we've now introduced, uh, as I said, a new CFD uh, bundle called CFD uh, Pro. And uh, there are a lot of uh, advantages if you compare it to the, the previous CFD aim. Uh, as you said, uh, meshing is a very uh, popular topic and in, in, uh, fluent meshers is, uh, is very uh, popular. It has a... Mm -hmm. Uh, a unique type of uh, meshing technique called uh, mosaic meshing, uh, which is is uh, has many advantages. So with the CFD Pro, you actually have access to a fluent mesher and an accurate fluent solver, 
uh, but some of the uh, physics and capabilities are limited. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's very great for people that dealing with, uh, you know, steady state, single phase, uh, non-reacting uh, 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 multi-phase species. If you don't have those type, uh, like mm -hmm. reacting combustion, if you don't have those type of complex application or physics, that would be a great option for you. You still have access to the new water type meshing workflow inside fluent mesher, which is very popular. Mm -hmm. uh, you can do uh, CHT problems and compressible flows. Uh, so again, uh, you have access to uh, an accurate uh, in, uh, uh, measure in solver, uh, but uh, kind of limited physics uh, compared to the next level would be uh, CFD uh, premium and, and enterprise. Right. So I think it's a good way to look at it is if you're doing that single phase, you can still do conjugate heat transfer, right? But if you're doing single phase, steady state, um, which a lot of people do, you don't have to pay for or uh, deal with the interface for the full-blown CFD capability. So Exactly. Uh, and great, great just idea. to add one more point is that uh, because you're doing steady state or single phase, it doesn't, need, doesn't mean that you need, don't need accuracy. And that's exactly right. why you need to have a, the accurate measuring solver for some uh, specific applications. You, you have to have accuracy. So then the CFD Pro is, is definitely your answer. Yeah, I've always been a fan, um, and and people have known this for a long time of taking the high end tool and skinning it to make it accessible for if you don't need all the bells and whistles, rather than trying to develop a low end tool. Um, it just doesn't work in simulation, and um, I, I'm I'm really pleased um, uh, with that. So great great opportunity. Reach out to your uh, Ansys provider. Uh, hopefully that's PADT. If you want to see what that has in more detail, um, and maybe you can get a couple seats of that, and uh, just keep around one seat of the full package or whatever you need. Yeah. So um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was really some changes to the user interface. Um, the, let, let's talk, I, I know I was kind of thought it was cool was you can now have a dark screen, right? Yeah, and that's a great feature uh, for those of you guys that are into like dark themed things. If you're a, a code a software developers, or if you're in the coding world, uh, if you always want to have like a dark background, and if you look at the monitor basically for a long time, <laughs> screen is always suggested to to switch to, to to dark mode. I'm I'm a my background is is coding and in working with Linux machines. So I'm, I'm, I'm always into the, like dark mode or dark theme. I'm really pleased now there's an option in Fluent to switch. Or yeah. if you work late at night uh, and, and uh, in a dark room for a long time, it, it, it's great. I think it's great, great opportunity to cool. use it. Yeah. So what, what else on the uh, user interface? Yeah, uh, so very briefly, uh, maybe we'll just continue on that CFD Pro. Uh, one of the other advantages uh, is that if you're a Fluent user and now you want to uh, kind of use just the CFD Pro, still the interface it would be the uh, same as, as the, the CFD Pro or uh, Premium or Enterprise, and then the uh, same interface. With and you don't, you just don't see those extra options. It's it's not like there the buttons are there and you click on them and they don't work or you don't have a mm -hmm. uh, license for that. It's kind of a same interface with limited uh, buttons or options, but the the, the ribbons, the, the the structured trees, everything looks the same. Graphics window, uh, text uh, command lines, everything is the same. So that's one update for for these CFD Pro users uh, that it's going to be exactly the same uh, interface. Uh, and then uh, 
they've uh, really uh, extended the, some of the new features they introduced previously. Uh, one of them was an improved uh, plane creation in, in Fluent. Before, uh, it was not as intuitive as uh, it is right now. So they have extended that. You can have multiple planes uh, if you want to have cross sections or, or contours on those planes. It's very easy. There are some handles you can uh, uh, drag or rot rotate the planes. But the point is that you can have now multiple planes. Also, you can have multiple uh, isosurfaces. For example, if you have uh, before, if you have like a wake shading behind an object or, or if you have a, a, a mixing uh, tea with different uh, uh, you know, temperatures of fluid with different temperatures, uh, you can actually have some different layers of isosurfaces to kind of visualize uh, 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 the temperature or, or uh, velocities. Uh, one of the cool features I like in the interfaces is called embedded uh, windows, and it's really cool. So uh, let's say you have an, want to make an animation. It doesn't need to be an animation, just my example. And you have a transient simulation of the fluid flow inside pipe or something. You can have now have some small or uh, embedded windows. Uh, so you're looking at your, your transient simulation qualitatively, uh, but uh, on the lower left or lower right, you can have a smaller window showing some uh, more quantitative uh, plots uh -huh. or, or graphs, like your residuals, your drag forces or temperatures. So it's you can have a mix of uh, qualitative and quantitative analysis type of uh, analysis with these new capabilities in a single uh, view, basically, or, or window uh, with these em uh, embedded windows capabilities. It's something I, I, yeah. uh, very uh, handy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You can just uh, have them uh, side by side in a single single window uh graphics objects has been improved also uh you can you can add them uh, create a graphic object and add it to a different window to the current window uh, so really the, the window navigation is is really uh user friendly or or, or uh, you can have different windows uh, uh kind of configure them uh, uh however you like uh that that's pretty much uh, uh, the main highlights of of the the interfaces besides the the, the dark theme that you said. Mm -hmm. uh, usability and user uh, experience has been improved. Also, uh, if you want to switch to the next topic, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, again, one of the main highlights, if you go back to our last uh, podcast on twenty right. twenty uh, R two. One one more thing uh, to, to mention is is again uh, it's it never hurt to to mention that we we're gonna have two releases uh, for from right. now on for Fluence uh, one in uh, kind of January timeframe and one in uh, uh, July. So one of the main highlights of the last release was expressions and the idea was to finally being like CFA replacing the UDFs uh, in Fluent uh, with some expressions at the inlet, uh, outlets and boundary conditions that you have, you can have now time dependent, uh, uh, you know, expressions have, you can have time in them, temperature, whatever you want, pressure. And now it's been extended, uh, again. Uh, and there are, uh, now some new, uh, reduction functions introduced. So you can have, uh, forces, viscous forces, pressure forces, uh, uh momentum, those type of things in inside your, uh, expression. So it's really, again, an, another level to eliminate the need to, to compile or write a UDF and compile it for right. those type of forces. Uh, the, the, uh, um, the, these type of uh, expressions return a, a vector usually, if you look at it like a force uh, or centroid. 
returns a location, basically a vector. So there are now uh, vector uh, uh, operations available. Oh, you have a okay. dot across those type of things. Uh, and you can, uh, like before mentioned, you can visualize uh, uh, these expressions mm -hmm. um, and vectors, basically. Uh, you can have a, a vector uh, plotted, or you can have uh, like uh, contours for, for okay. those uh, expressions. So you can quickly validate that if your expressions are exactly what you're looking for or not. And now another uh, good thing about expressions is that you can have profiles. You can read in profiles and use those profiles inside the expression. <clears throat> so let's say you have a measurement, you have another uh, experimental measurement or another simulation, and you kind of know your your profile at the bound, uh, inlet boundaries, for example. And then you can read in those profiles and have them uh, inside your expression. So uh, this is, again, another uh, useful uh, new usability feature to, to eliminate the UDFs and those type of issues okay. that people have. Not issues, but it was a, not necessarily an easy yeah. uh, feature before. So, okay, that, that term profile is new to me. Yeah. That, that is basically a field, right? It's, it's, a, yes. it's a surface or a volume with values. Yeah, it can position. be, yeah, yeah. Okay. It can be a spatial or, or transient profile values, basically. Okay. Uh, that it can use. So, uh, as I said, uh, you might uh, have a another complex. Let's say, uh, in my actually background, I my my uh, PhD work was in jet ink cross flow simulations. Mm -hmm. So you have nozzles that uh, spray uh, basically the, the fuel into the the combustor. Uh, let's say. Uh, Instead of having everything simulated at the same time, you can just simulate the, the nozzle uh, first and then record uh, a profile at the exit of the nozzle. Mm -hmm. And then use that profile in another simulation uh, as the inlet for, for the other simulation. So you, with these profiles, you can basically kind of uh, record the output uh, or, or, or uh, the result of another simulation or experimental measurement and use it inside uh, another another simulation. Very cool. Yep. Yeah, we call those tables on the mechanical side. Yes, so exactly. I was like profile. Huh? Okay, yeah. so cool. Yeah. Very good to know. Very, very good to know. Yeah. Uh, anything else on the on the usability side before we jump? Uh, there some some uh, you know small not as small things, but again, uh, uh, graphics features now uh, improved. The uh, resolutions improved. The uh, formats when you uh, uh, create an animation, the formats that are supported. Uh, mm -hmm. Kind of modern Good. formats like MP4, those type of things. Uh, so yeah, uh, I would say uh, th that's pretty much about the, the interface and, and graphics. Okay. Uh, one thing that I kind of want to mention uh, uh, about usability is is uh, the report generation has been improved and mm. and I highly uh, recommend people to to use this. It's kind of uh, the Ensight, which is another post-processing tool that Ensight has, is kind of, uh, some of those capabilities have been uh, implemented into Fluent uh, for this purpose. Uh, now, uh, uh, basically, uh, automatically, uh, you can generate a very detailed uh, and helpful uh, report out of a Fluent uh, simulation, including your settings, mesh settings, solver settings, and also results from plots. And it creates uh, can create an HTML file. 
Mm-hmm. So you can click and open, uh, you know, in a web browser or a PDF. So uh, uh, it, it sometimes create you can create three D interactive images even if you use uh, the HTML um, uh, format. So uh, if if you use uh, uh, Ansys uh, Fluent to create reports, I, I highly recommend to try new things. If you don't, I also uh, highly recommend you to to try it. it uh, it saves you a lot of time. Many of these uh, default uh, plots and, and um, report uh, data are, are what you usually uh, report after a simulation. So I highly recommend to try that. Very cool. Um, I'm excited about that. That's yeah. that's you know it's one of those things where people were going to other products to to do post processing, and uh, yeah. more and more that they add in there from a usability standpoint, the more they can stick around in in the fluent side of things. Um, but let's that's post processing. Let's let's talk about meshing. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a lot there. So what, what's your yeah. what's the most important? If there's only one thing, if they stop listening after you talk now, what's the one thing you want people to know about meshing and uh, this latest release? Uh, the one thing I want people to know. Yeah, the most important highlight. Uh, my most popular feature probably is the uh, the mesh extrusion, uh, and mm-hmm. and that is uh, I have I love this <laughs> feature. So. Uh, <laughs> You can extrude a volume mesh actually uh, if you're using a watertight or fault tolerant tolerant uh, meshing workflow. Uh, so you know a lot of times you you have a geometry, you mesh it, you simulate it, and you think that oh maybe my outlet is not far enough. I still have circulations. Mm-hmm. I still have you know reflections. You know other you know many type of, and you go back to your geometry, you you extend it and you mesh it. Uh, so now <laughs> inside of fluent mesher, you can actually wrap a, a surface mesh and kind mm-hmm. of pull it and it creates a whatever type of surface mesh that you have it creates a uh, same type of uh, a volume mesh based on the surface mesh easily so uh, wow. sometimes you don't even have the, the geometry and right now yeah so you can read in the mesh extrude the volume mesh and then go back to the, the solver without even having access to the to the geometry geometry yeah that that's a big deal for inlets yeah. and outlets. I agree with you on that because I, I many times just sitting there going, I don't want to go create the geometry, update my model, remesh that area, make sure the meshes are aligned. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. And in CFT world, sometimes you have no idea how far you should go. Right. You have no idea how far the recirculation, the vortex shittings that you have to capture. Uh, so you kind of, go with your best guess and, 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 and kind of cut the geometry or the real world at some point with some boundary conditions. And then you can look at the initial results and then, wow, no, that's, that's too close or too short, that type of uh, the domain. Uh, so again, to damp the pressure reflections, those, those type of issues, it's a great, great, uh, fast, uh, basically fix. Now, a, a related one that I actually was more excited about when I was looking at this, but uh, you can tell me if I'm if I'm barking up the wrong tree or not, is this ability to take an existing mesh and translate and merge. So basically copy and paste your mesh to create a repeating zone. Yes. Yeah. 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 So the, for the volume mesh, for example, uh, as a mesh transformation, mm-hmm. it's called uh, – so typically, if you have a volume mesh and you repeat it, it kind of, you know, you have uh, these uh, 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 face zones that that are, are now neighbor to each other, neighbors, mm-hmm. and you know you have to kind of uh, merge them. So 
uh, with this kind of copy paste, if you wish, of, of the mm -hmm. volume mesh, it, it takes care of uh, all, all of those uh, uh, processes uh, automatically. It, it converts nice. uh, a periodic to a non-periodic. It merges all those uh, cell and phase zones that are neighbor neighbors now. Uh, it's very easy if you have, again, a repeated geometry to, to volume mesh. So you don't have to deal with doing all that by hand and making sure everything's fixed. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Um, what else uh, got you excited in this release? Uh, yeah. So uh, one thing, one option is actually a very, uh, uh, for maybe some uh, more advanced users. Mm -hmm. And we have seen, again, the fluid measure is is so powerful now with this mm -hmm. mosaic and hex core technology, you call it. Uh, polyhex core and mosaic mm -hmm. technology people even cfx users uh, uh sometimes want to mesh uh influent and take the mesh to the cfx mm -hmm. but the problem is that uh you know uh hanging nodes and those type of um, <laughs> meshes are not supported uh inside mm -hmm. inside cfx so now there is an option in fluent measure to avoid a one to eight transition basically that leaves you uh uh, uh if you have a one to eight transition, you're basically left with some hanging nodes. Mm -hmm. uh, so with this option, uh, you can avoid that issue and make sure that your your mesh is is perfectly fine for a CFX solver. Uh, that, that's one thing uh, that that uh, that is nice. Yeah, for that type of workflows, if you have fluent measure uh, to uh, to uh, CFX. Uh, there were some, uh, uh, for the watertight geometry, there are some new features. One of them is the, uh, the creating the, the refinement regions or offset surfaces. Uh, for example, in the car industry, the vortex shading behind it, uh, whatever you have those type of uh, vortices behind it, an object, uh, you have to have a different levels of mesh refinements to accurately capture the drag forces. And now with the watertight, it was a, before it was a feature for the fault tolerant uh, mm -hmm. measure. Now it's inside a watertight geometry measure, measure that you can have different levels of refinement uh, just based on your uh, automatically created uh, from your, your actual geometry. So it creates offset surfaces and refines the mesh uh, automatically, which is, is, is a great idea. Good, good. Yes. As we do more and more external flow, that's going to become more and more important. Yeah. Yep. And uh, for your uh, people that are not familiar, there's another uh, work uh, measure, uh, <laughs> uh, meshing workflow inside Fluent called a fault tolerant measure for for their geometries that you have leakages and holes and gaps. Mm -hmm. uh, so it automatically detects the leakages and seals them, patches them. Uh, there are some improvements there now. You can you can you can just find a leakage for a specific object. Uh, if that's that's the, your goal, not not looking for the the entire oh, okay. uh, geometry. Uh, also, the overset meshing is now in fault tolerant. If that's something, so if you have interacting mm -hmm. uh, uh, intersecting geometries that you want to mesh them, it's uh, it's going to be taken care of automatically inside the fault tolerant measure. It's 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 again a big deal if you if you want to use the overset meshing technique when you have intersecting. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, basically geometries. Uh, again, uh, th that's just uh, going briefly over, over many uh, new yeah. features that are there. Performance-wise, there were some uh, uh, limit, uh, limitations before on the parallel meshing, and depending on the type of mesh that you have. 
but now it's very easy. The update is that uh, any type of mesh, any type of uh, meshing workflow, either fog powder meshing or watertight meshing, uh, now they're all uh, supported. They have all the parallel meshing basically capability by default. And you don't need to do anything. They're just all uh, parallel now, basically. Good. That's always always beneficial. Um, yeah. More more speed means more elements means better results, right? Yeah. Uh, sooner. Yeah. Good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's so much. Um, so um, you're going to be covering this in an upcoming webinar. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So next Wednesday, uh, we are we have a webinar. Obviously, I'm going through these updates and more. Uh, we're going to cover besides what whatever we kind of briefly mentioned. We're going to cover more physics and numerics from, uh, you know, combustion to battery modeling, which is really hot these days, uh, mm -hmm. to uh, to CFX um, and and other again applications and tools. Okay. So the, the the whole update on the fluent side of things, not just the meshing. So uh, definitely do a, a, attend that or listen to the recording because um, there's some great visuals that help explain some of the stuff that we've been talking about to kind of drive it home. Yes, exactly. Um, but I think we can certainly say the developers have stayed through the pandemic very busy. So <laughs> yeah. this is this is great stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. If you think of how far fluent meshing uh, has come over the last ten years, um, it's it's revolutionary. So. Yeah, I think it's safe to say everyone is excited about twenty twenty one. Different yes. ways. <laughs> different ways. Lots of lots of reasons to be excited about twenty twenty one. and better is meshing is one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So true. So true. Yeah. Well, always appreciate it. Always learn stuff. Um, and we hope to, to touch base soon on talking about some other stuff. Um, I'm even thinking that uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about combustion on the podcast. And and I'm looking at what's new in combustion got me thinking that yeah. uh, maybe we should should think about sitting down and just keep doing a primer on what kind of combustion capabilities are available and what's new. Because I think, yeah. Yeah, I think that, people stay pretty... away from it. I think people stay away from it thinking it's going to be spooky, but uh, yeah, and actually the updates is all about how easy it's now yeah. used to model. You know, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, and it's it's one of the main uh, applications that we cover. Uh, one of our uh, we have some uh, big customers that we support them with with this uh, application, so it would be a great idea to talk, talk about. I'll, I'll get it on the schedule. I think it'd be great. Yeah. I need to learn more about it myself, so I'll, we'll do it with <laughs> yeah. everybody else. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guy. Have a good uh, weekend, sure. and yeah, you uh, too. Enjoy We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, it was nice talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. There's a way for me to know how many of you listening were users of Fluent before they really started focusing on meshing and user interface. But if you were, you know that this is a night and day difference. Um, it, it's, a, it's, it's so much more productive and um, the meshing is just robust and accurate and all the wonderful things we want. So fantastic uh, kudos to the developers. It's a lot of work has gone into it and they're, they're not resting on their laurels. They keep adding and keep making it better. So his webinar, uh, Cena's, is on February 10th. Uh, you can watch it anytime after that if you can't make it live. Don't have to be there. Uh, find it along with all of our past webinars on brighttalk.com. Just go to brighttalk.com and search for PADT and you'll find it. Um, and you can always go to our events page as well on the PADT website to find things there. So for our commercial today, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm not going to pitch some obscure service or not so obscure service at PADT or a product that we sell at PADT. I'm going to pitch, it's a sort of a charity that PADT has been part of for over 14 years. It's called Kiva, K-I-V-A. It's, it's actually not a charity. It's a microloan company that crowdsources the capital 
that it lends to individuals and small groups around the world. If you're not familiar with microloans, this is people in uh, all over the world. It doesn't have to be a developing country, but it's very popular in developing countries who just need a small amount of cash to maybe buy seed, maybe buy raw materials, um, maybe uh, you know fix their motorcycle so they can take their goods into town to sell. Uh, all sorts of the, the, the uses are all over the place. And there's US companies and, and European companies in there as well that are looking for, for money to do other things that aren't necessarily the same. Um, it's farming, it's technology, it's clean water, it's everything. Um, fantastic. So we made our first loan in 2007. So like I said, 14 years now. We deposited $1,000 and we loaned it out. Over the years, we've added about $500 at a time and we've, we've done a total of $3,000 um, put into the system. So that $3,000 has been loaned out 142 times uh, to people in 64 different countries because the money is almost always paid off. Uh, we've only lost 111 of that $3,000 uh, in unpaid loans. Um, we reloan it. So as soon as somebody pays it off, actually, I'm lazy, so I wait till I've got a couple hundred bucks in there and then I reloan it out. So um, we've created, with that $3,000, $12,000, uh, 12125 to be precise, in loans to other people. So great multiplier there. It's fun for your company or your home uh, family, either one. You can pick who gets funded. Um, you, you can basically read their stories and find out what country they're from and what, what uh, business they're trying to do. Is it a group? Is it an individual? Is it a family? And you can pick who gets funded. And uh, once you click the button, it goes in there and they do also take donations. We usually give a, a small percentage of, you know, if we, if we do a $100 um, loan, we'll, we'll do maybe uh, $10 um, to support the effort. So they use that donation to pay their overhead. And, but all the, all the actual loan money goes to people. They don't use it to run the organization. And that's uh, www.kiva.org. That's K-I-V-A, Ken, Isaac, Vivian, Albert, .org. Um, you can also, what I would like you to do is you can go directly to their website, or if you go to our site, www.padtinc.com slash Kiva, that's slash Kiva on PADT's website, it will reroute you to the page um, that um, it basically says, PADT sent me. And uh, you'll see our picture there. And uh, that way, everybody in our community is kind of grouped together. And we know how many people um, we've encouraged to participate. And it's kind of fun for our staff who watch it to see uh, people they recommend go there. So again, that's www.padtinc.com slash Kiva, K-I-V-A. As an engineer, I love all the positive math involved. And as an entrepreneur, I love helping people around the world start their own business or grow their own business. So it's it's a really good, good feel thing. And I thought I'd bring that up because we need some good feel stuff right now. So Ansys stock, let's talk about business um, at the market close. Uh, today, I'm recording this on February 5th, which is a Friday. It was at $379.48. Um, that's down a bit from its all-time high, which it set today on the 5th of $384.66. So new record. Yay. The fourth quarter investor call, uh, the Q4, the, which will cover both the Q4 numbers and the numbers for the whole year, 2020, uh, will be on February 25th at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. So if you're following the stock, or I highly recommend if you don't care about the stock and you want to know what's in the mind of the board of directors and Ajay, the CEO, they really do share their thoughts, what, what they're trying to do, where they're going and what they're trying to achieve, and some really cool customer stories as well. It's a, it's a good call. Um, 
you can watch it live or recorded. If you go to investors.ansys.com and scroll down to the latest events section of that page, you'll see the latest uh, uh, investment call there. So uh, anytime on or after February 25th at 8.30 a.m. Eastern is when it'll be there. I always recommend people who are, who make their living using ANSYS at least listen to the annual uh, investor call. You should know what they're thinking. Um, uh, because it's a quiet period, because they can't really talk about anything uh, right before an investor call, there's no ANSYS news. And because we're boring and just turn the crank every day and, and everybody's doing a great job at PADT, we've got nothing exciting to share from a news standpoint as well. We, we'll have some, uh, uh, we've got a couple of press releases coming out in the next month or two um, that will be some good news to share with all you guys. So that'll be fun. Publication-wise, um, on the ANSYS blog, I found three articles I liked. My favorite, uh, maybe it's because of the title, it's called From Chips to Ships. And I think we mentioned in the last podcast that uh, one of the big changes in ANSYS HFSS at this 2021 R1 release was the um, ability to have very different sized meshes in different parts of your model. So you can model a chip on a ship, a printed circuit, you know, uh, chip on a ship, uh, all in the same model, uh, using some pretty sophisticated technologies and meshing technologies. So this explains that and gives some good examples of why that's important. Um, the next one that I thought, because I love space, is a company called Axiom. They're a commercial space station company. They're building a commercial space station, and they're using ANSYS. So check them out. The article is called Axiom Space is using ANSYS simulation to build the first commercial space station. So um, it, uh, I think that's super cool in and of itself, and how they're using ANSYS is even better. So read that article if you have the time on the ANSYS blog. And then my third one um, on the podcast, I've talked many times how much I'm a big fan of the, the ANSYS Sherlock product. It's a company that was acquired a couple of years ago now, and it's basically a tool for modeling printed circuit boards um, and all the stuff on them for mechanical reliability. And they've got a, a nice article in there called Optimize Your PCB for Vibration, Shock, and Thermal Environments. So you may um, be, um, who doesn't? have a printed circuit board in their product these days and you may think oh well you know we'll put it out there if we have problems we'll fix it this tool because it's so it's been so hard to analyze it uh, accurately this tool makes it so much easier that you shouldn't be sending a board out um, in an assembly without running it through sherlock first um, that's my recommendation uh, we didn't get anything published since our last podcast for the PADT blog, so we'll skip over that. And uh, let's talk about events. Uh, PADT has a couple coming up. Um, I'm going to go to that webpage and just read them to you. Um, the big one is um, actually the, the, the most important one is the CNIS, which is coming up on the 10th next week. Um, and... I will be hosting yet another Arizona Tech Business Networking event. Um, you don't have to be from Arizona. If you're interested in business in Arizona or you just want to meet people from Arizona, you're more than welcome to join us. Um, that is on the 11th, which is a Thursday. And you can find out information about that at padtinc.com slash network. Um, it's kind of a fun event. We have a good time for an hour and a half. And then um, I also want to put a plug in for April. Um, ANSYS Simulation World 2021, save that date. Make sure that you have free to listen in and participate on April 20th and the 21st. Um, the first an annual one was last year, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and this one uh, should be shaping up even better. 
So again, that's April 20th and 21st. And we've got other, Trevor is working really hard on nailing down some dates. We're trying to get uh, some really important people uh, and interesting people on uh, some upcoming webinars. So whenever we bring in some people from outside of PDT, it takes a little while to get the schedules nailed down. But once we get those nailed down, we put those up on our website and we'll be talking about uh, when they're going to happen here on the podcast. And that's it for today. I want to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget to subscribe at www.padtinc.com slash opt-in. That's subscribe to our newsletter, which comes out once a month and covers all sorts of stuff besides ANSYS. Then uh, spread the word. Uh, definitely subscribe to the podcast at well, as well at your preferred podcast provider. And do not hesitate to reach out. We're always here and always listening. So thanks a lot for taking the time to uh, join us for this podcast. Thank you for joining us for the All Things Answers podcast, episode 81. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with Ansys Inc., and the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com blog, and please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at padtinc.com. See you next time.